Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled Pastor Van and Disrespecting Handlers. And now our hosts, Darren Hansen and Tyler Yoakum. Can you believe it is episode 7, Tyler Yoakum? Can you believe that you didn't start off with a siren, Darren Hansen? Oh man, I forgot again. It's officially not a thing anymore. It can't be at this point. That's right. It was just a one episode only kind of thing. Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground, part of the New Hope Podcast Network. We're glad you're listening. The New Hope Podcast Network. That, that sounds really I, I know. I'm pretty proud of it. That's why I say it every every episode. <laughs> um, what does that mean exactly, Tyler Yoakum? Well, New Hope Underground is one of three podcasts currently in the New Hope Podcast Network, along with our New Hope Podcast and GL Talk. So New Hope Podcast, that is, what's what exactly? <laughs> I love that you're asking the question like you don't know so I know. that I can answer I'm it. I'm setting you up. It's called <laughs> Setup Man. I'm the Setup wow. Man. You're so good at these. Um, <laughs> the New Hope Podcast is... <laughs> so good or very incompetent. Yeah. It's one of the two. I'm not sure. There's a thin line. Oh, gosh. The New Hope Podcast is our uh, weekly sermon uploads, but we're doing something really cool with it right now, which is why I really want to highlight it. Um, we just started a couple days ago, um, our new series, Gym Class. And part of that um, series uh, is we're doing a 40-day devotional um, throughout over the over the next eight weeks. Um, you, Darren, have written that devotional, um, and it is up online. But along with that, we also have a podcast that's going to be dropping every week on the New Hope podcast that's you and Tyler just going more in-depth with each week of Gym Class. That's right. It's mainly Tyler. <laughs> I just kind of I set him up. You, I, you know, I, I ask the, questions that I the hype know man. the answer to. Yeah. You're the hype man. Um, so if you aren't subscribed to the New Hope podcast, maybe because you're just here every Sunday and you're like, why would I need to listen to the sermon online? Because I'm always here. Well, now's a good time to subscribe because there's going to be eight podcasts, one every week. The first one's already up online um, and you can listen to those and they go deeper um, into um, James. So you should go subscribe to that. And then you should also subscribe to GL Talk. Um, which just ramped down for the summer. That's our group leader podcast that Darren and Tyler do every week, but um, they are done for the summer. But the last few episodes have been really cool because you guys tackle hard questions. We did. And you know what? I think sometimes people think, well, I mean, it is it is geared towards our group leaders because we want to you know, help any way we can to give them resources. But GL Talks are a really good podcast, I think, for anybody to listen to. And then, like you said, we just to tackle some hard questions. We tackled a question of, why is God seen violent in the Old Testament? So we talked about a question of, uh, can you really tell somebody how to live? You know, when people kind of say, how dare you make me, you know, mm. we talked about a Proverbs passage too, I think one of the... Did you, have, you had group leaders submit questions for that, yes. right? Yeah. One of the, and one of the questions we got was, what does it mean to spare the rod, spoil the child kind of thing? Huh. You know, what does that mean? You know, uh, what does it mean to discipline children? So there's a lot of uh, good stuff. There's some good stuff there that I think anybody can listen to. So GL Talk, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. So um, I know if you listen on Apple Podcasts, which most of you do, um, those are normally shown down below as related podcasts to New Hope Underground here. So you can go tap on those. Otherwise, you can click the link in the show notes to go subscribe to those. Um, and they're on most podcast um platforms so give those a listen and just so you know underground will keep going this summer yeah but geo talk will start back up in the in september yeah season three yeah so. and if you just need more darren and tyler like i said go subscribe to the new hope <laughs> podcast for uh james if you need it if you, <laughs> you really do. need it speaking of this podcast i i was looking at our you know how i said we went global a few episodes ago yes um we're f- gaining some traction in saint kitts and nevis 
you know where that is? I don't know. No, but it's like, is it a Caribbean island? St. Kitts, so K-I-T-T-S. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? I'm not sure which one it is, but it's, is it an, it's an Pirates island? Pirates of the Caribbean is how I say it. Caribbean. How do you say it? Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't know how I say it. I say it, I say it like you. Caribbean? Yeah. So yeah, St. Kitts and Nevis, we have four listens from there. Hey, we're shouting out right now to St. Kitts and Nevis. <laughs> and we probably mispronounced it. But and, and we don't know where it is in the world. No, but we're so... Hey, keep listening. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so cool if you could get us up to, you know, listen every week. Yeah, just, United States... Huge is our, numbers out in St. Kitts. <laughs> United States is our number one. Then we have St. Kitts and Nevis with four listens. And then Germany and Guatemala each coming in with one. So Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So. It's just neat that somebody would even look us up and at least check us out, press play, and see what happens. Yeah, and then in Germany and Guatemala, they're like, no, nah, not for me. They gave us one <laughs> listen and turned like, us off. like, oh, press the wrong button. <laughs> Hit the wrong podcast. Oh, Welcome yeah. anyway. Yeah, thanks for listening. Welcome in. I don't know. He can't say it. I can't say it. I don't even know why I attempt to even try different languages. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Tyler, I I uh, read an article again. No. I know. First of all, I want to talk about this because okay. this has nothing to do with what I had planned. Yeah. But did you see the uh, Preakness this weekend or hear about the horse race, big horse race? The what? The horse race. Oh. There's like a, they call it a triple crown. There's three major races for horses. Yeah. Starts off at the beginning of May with a Kentucky Derby. Heard That's of that one. a big deal. And there was a big deal about horse that got disqualified this year first time ever in the kentucky derby and then the preakness was the second leg of the triple crown and they just ran that this weekend okay but what was unique about the preakness was that at the very beginning one of the horses threw its jockey and it it actually kept running the race it ran the whole race without the jockey wow that is motivation and they couldn't get him off the track and what was hilarious (laughs) is he started passing all these horses towards the finish line yeah he didn't win. Oh my gosh! But he kept going. Could and he did another lap. I wonder if he could after win. all the horses were done, he did a victory <laughs> lap. Even on though his he own didn't win without the jockey, they finally got him and then calmed him down. But wow, it was pretty funny. That'd be incredible if they if a horse could win a race without the jockey. Like, do you think they, the horse would still win? I mean, you'd well, think I think so. it'd be cool if we could somehow pull it off without jockeys. Now, like, intentionally have horse races without wow. the jockeys. I think it'd be kind of fun. That's maybe we start that up. That's you never I, know what they're going to do. So, on your next uh, sounding board, you should get some <laughs> someone's input about you starting your own horse race without I just, jockeys. I just thought it was really interesting for some reason. First, you were saying. Preakness. I thought you were talking about like Game of Thrones or something. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm that just you. that just ended. This I'm week, sorry. So. Yeah, I uh, heard about that. Yeah. I I don't know anything about it, but <laughs> but uh, why drag on? Um, nice. Let's yeah. No pun. In, yes, totally. <laughs> total total, total pun, pun intended. <laughs> no, I was reading an article about in Hong Kong. They got some weird laws, I guess. And uh, one law they they have now is that you cannot make any of the giant pandas in any of their parks. Uh, or zoos, you can't you can't get them angry. You can't be angry at them. And if you're angry with one of the giant pandas, you can be fined. You can go to jail, and you can be fined two hundred and fifty four dollars, the equivalent of two hundred fifty four dollars. Wow, uh, for getting angry with a giant panda. And it, they have a, a park called Ocean Park, like Animal Park, and that's one of the main ones that they have giant pandas. And so, and I'm just thinking to myself while I'm reading this. Okay, that's a really odd law. Did, were they were they running into problems with patrons getting angry at? Well, the, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, what what is that scenario exactly? Like, and how who, many? How many? I don't know. But why would you get angry with the giant panda that's like in a? You know, it's not like you're hanging out inside there with them, right? I mean, you're just kind of watching them. So who's it's, getting angry with? It's not them? like he like 
took your food and you're like, hey, I'm ang- <laughs> I'm angry at you for taking. Like, I know it's not like he's out around the crowd and like maybe they're just stealing like stealing stuff. You know how and- like a lot of those in, like enclosures have like a hidden area where they can go and like sleep, like a cave or something. Yeah, maybe they were just in like not coming out and. Dude, so people spent. Maybe the only reason that people get angry is they spend all this money to go to these animal things, right. and then you then they don't even see them because right. they're like and they're yelling at them or something. I don't know. <laughs> I just wonder how what the what the tipping point was was like five people got angry. Over the course but, of a but year. But they actually or? called it a law against disrespecting giant pandas. Wow. And I just didn't understand exactly how you disrespect a giant panda. But <laughs> not only that, but what does it do to a giant panda's psyche exactly? Right. Do they, they, do they really understand what's going on and that they're being disrespected? I mean, they must. They probably had some help in drafting the law, right? Does it hurt them? I mean, I'm maybe, I mean, I understand being kind to animals and right. everything. I'm not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't get that we should get angry with giant pandas. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I just don't understand. Really, it sounds exactly. like you're, it sounds like you're arguing for pro panda anger at this point. Uh, not really. No, okay. I'm really not. Yeah. I'm, I love pandas and they're really cool. I haven't really met one, but the, my point <laughs> is, is that first of all, I don't understand the scenario in which right. someone would get, why would they get upset with a giant panda? Yeah, and how would, angry? Yeah, exactly. Is it, is it yelling? <laughs> is it, is it punching? Yeah. But Hong Kong, I mean, they, they actually think they have to jail somebody over this. I love that. It makes you wonder what in the world. I, I love it. And there. I love the idea of somebody going into prison and someone else is like, what are you in for? Except they say it in Japanese. And they're like, I yelled at a panda. Like, like, you know, they just got big the signs up, dude, don't disrespect the pandas. Yeah, there's like a guy in there for killing a man. And then going he just jail. like, he just yelled at a panda. Yeah. Can you imagine the, uh, the court scene or something like this. I mean, you think it's a panda judge? You have this like on Law and Order, or one of those, <laughs> one of those shows. They need to come up with like a scenario where they're defending a guy that got kind of slightly ticked off with a giant panda. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he I gets, love that. He gets like uh, twenty to life. So it's a law. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. I was just, law. I just thought it was interesting. Huh, I love it. Hey, another thing. Uh, I I don't know. I, I want to talk about this because I love this after last night. Okay. The Blues beat the Sharks 5 nothing, And I'm a big hockey fan. Right. And Blues are St. Louis. Yeah. And Sharks are... Bobby Agney here in our church. He's a big Blues fan. And I, we text all the time ever, after every game, during yeah. the game, you know, whatever. Because we, lo- we just go crazy over the hockey. And I love watching it. But I, this is the absolute truth, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> the truth is, is that I'm, 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 and I'm being very vulnerable right now. But right. I will get so into the game that sometimes it's uncomfortable for me to watch, especially when the Blues don't, don't aren't doing so well. Yeah. And I'll get mad. They got ripped off it's the other night with some referees. So it's the way it seems. Everybody was talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And so that just is so maddening. Oh, and what I do is I record the games. Yeah. Then I would look at the score and see if they won. And if they won, I watch it. Oh, and if my. they don't, I don't. <laughs> that's like a problem. I think you have a, I know, that's a I real know. problem. I didn't get over it. I didn't get over it. So last <laughs> night I watched it in its entirety because they won five nothing. And I knew they won ahead of time. So I watched it. But here's the thing. Think about this for a second. Okay. All right. And uh, this is a this is a pastor talking, so you have to understand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I uh, I watch it, and I'm not upset. Now, why don't I get upset when I watch it? I recorded yeah. after I know the score. Yeah, because you know the outcome. And it doesn't matter how many times the other team scores. It doesn't matter how bad the referees are. Right. It doesn't matter how bad anything is. I never get upset because hmm. in the end, I know the Blues win. 
Yeah. If you think about it, I think Jesus was like that. Wow. Jesus taught us some things about how we ought to go about life. If you understand and know the end of the book, if you know how things are going to turn out, then it makes life a little bit easier to deal with. Wow. Does that make sense? That's really good. That's a really good analogy well, thanks, for the gospel. I, I think it is too because I find myself so worried and upset about so many things through the course of the day, you know, with just stupid stuff. And, hmm. and but, but when I get confronted with the fact that Jesus has got me, you know, and then in the end, it's already recorded. Hmm. You know, already know the final score. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many times the other team scores on me. It doesn't matter how many times the enemy gets the upper hand. I know that in the end, I'm going to win. Hmm. I mean, that's that should give you some encouragement, I think, this week. You know, a little bit. I love I that. I love that. I mean, I think that's even such a good, like, analogy for even Jesus' own life. You know, like, he knew what the end was going to look like, even when he was pleading with God that if there was any other way. That's how he could face the cross. Yeah. And he said in his prayer, I don't want to go if there's right. any other way. I keep, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think he, I mean, I mean, I know he knew <laughs> what was coming on the other side of that, and so he was able to face it knowing this wasn't the end for him, and it sure as heck wasn't the end for the rest of us it because of it. didn't make it easy. Right. But it made it real. And it made it like In the face of that, he was, I mean, in the midst of it, he was able to face it knowing. Well, that's really good. I mean, it's still a little weird that you do that. Most <laughs> most people, when they record the game, they do their best to avoid the spoilers around them because they don't want to know the score of the game. That's why they're recording it. Is they need to watch it later. But. Well, I think it's amazing what you can learn about Jesus through watching hockey. Wow. So there you go. That's great. So don't forget to rate us five stars. Don't forget to... <laughs> That's a great segue. That's such a good transition. And don't forget to check out our podcast, right? Yes. New Hope Podcast and GL Talk. And don't forget our new our new website, newhopechurch.cc slash gym class. Yes. Where you find all the stuff for the book of James that we're studying through right now. Exactly. Hey, welcome to episode seven. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new segment here on the underground. And we are going to be having a contest. And so I called somebody up and I'm asking her some questions. Welcome, Sarah McConnell. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Darren? You ready for this? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. Do you have <laughs> any idea what we're doing? No. Other than the fact you're going to answer a trivia question. Right. Well, I'm actually going to give you a scenario, okay? You have the opportunity right now to do something you've never, ever done before. Okay. I've been contacted by an alien civilization, and they have told me that if you answer this trivia question these trivia questions correctly you can save their civilization if not they will be destroyed okay so even so though you've never met them okay, okay there's a whole alien race dependent on you getting these trivia questions right how does that make you feel well uh, my first question would be is this alien race friends of earth do they're I want they're very kind aliens. Okay. Okay. Well. But they're being threatened by very unkind aliens. Right. So you have a chance to save them. But if you get it okay. wrong, I'm just afraid of what could happen. Okay. So no pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Just just the entire an entire civilization hangs in the hangs in the balance of this. 
Okay. But but don't worry about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Now I'm going to give you three questions. You're going to get two out of three. So if you get the first two right, the alien civilization is saved. You don't have to worry about it. But if you get one of these wrong, at least you get a third question to try it out. Okay. Okay. You ready? Here we go. And the first question is: How many oceans are there in the on the Earth? How, have any idea? This isn't timed, is it? No, it's not timed. But well, it, it probably needs to be because <laughs> at any moment this whole civilization could go up in flames. Don't Google now. That's not fair. We don't want a whole civilization surviving because of unfair practices. I want to say five. Five. We will give you that. Correct. Good job. I mean, there's four that are named, but there's one in the Antarctica area that's called the Southern Ocean that is typically counted. So five. We'll go with that. Well, I thought four, but I was like, I feel like I'm missing one. No, very good. Good job. So four or five it would have taken. Okay. Here's, okay. So now you've got to, just got to get one of the next two questions, right? Here's the next one. This should be an easy one for you. What is the name of the kingdom where Disney's Frozen is set? Oh, goodness. I have not seen Frozen in a while. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. We're going to have to call a time here at some point. Yeah. It is Arendelle. You'll have Arendelle. To That's okay. Now Arendelle. you have. Oh. Yes, you have one last chance. Okay, if you get this right, you save the alien civilization. If you get it wrong, well, Sayonara. Okay, here we go. What is the closest planet to the sun in our solar system? I don't, oh man. Uh oh. Mercury. Correct. And you are the savior. Aliens are rejoicing and they're carrying you around on their shoulders. Isn't that a good feeling? Yes. Awesome. You saved billions of lives today. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's something you can brag about from now on. I saved an alien race today. What did you do? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being on the underground, Sarah. <laughs> Have a great Thank- day, you know, doing whatever you do with propane. The spotlight is now on. Today we feature lead pastor, Van Brooks. How are you, Van? Hey, I am doing Peachy Keen today. Peachy Keen today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just discussing whether that's King as in Queen and King or if it's Keen as in K E E N. Yeah, yeah, we figured I'm that out. Pretty sure it's the latter. Yeah, but I anyway. think so. Anyway, that's, is that a Southern. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, uh, because same. there's not, I mean, there's a lot more peaches grown in Georgia yeah. than there are in Illinois. So it's probably Southern. Now, you're definitely a Southern guy. Yeah, I am. I grew up in the South. I was born in Pennsylvania, but I grew up in Florida. Right. That's my hometown. And you're from Jacksonville. Uh, we lived all over. Every four oh, years. Oh, that's right. That's right. Move. You moved around a lot. About half my life, I lived in Southern Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. That's awesome. Now, what exactly kind of sparked for you to go into the ministry? What kind of caused that? 
Oh, wow. That was the last thing I wanted to do. I grew up in South Florida uh, on the islands where a lot of people had a lot of money, a lot of boats, and I grew up around that. And my dad was a pastor. And the two things I did not want to be was a pastor or to be poor. That was my main, main line. And so I just let it set there. I had no desire to go that direction. And, um, and just somehow I ended up in that. I became a believer. And as I walk with God, um, it just opened up. I was in business for a number of years. And I remember one day walking along Church Street in this town, this southern Georgia town where I had a business. And it was just like God spoke to me that you're going to pastor a mainline denominational church. And, and right away I knew that was God's voice. And, uh, from there I went back to graduate school seminary and, uh, wound up here. Well, you know, let me go back to what you said. You, you wanted the two things you wanted to never, never be a pastor, never be poor. Right. Yeah. Both, both start with peas. Because if you, you just assume that if you become a pastor, then you will be, you poor. will be poor. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, <laughs> you know, all of our clothes were hand-me-down clothes growing up. We lived in parsonages and slept, uh, you know, all of our furniture wasn't ours. And, uh, it was the last thing, last thing I wanted to do. My dad would come home from board meetings and I could just see chunks were taken out of his soul and out of his life. And, and I, in fact, I went to one or two of those board meetings as a youth representative and they scared me to death and I had wow. no desire to, to do that. Yeah. But here you are. Here I am. All these years later. Here, here I am, you know, <laughs> no head on my head, pulled out all the hair on my head, but I'm here, you know. Now, when did you, when did you arrive in Effingham? Uh, we came here in 94, the winter okay. of 94. It just turned 94. We moved here and it was a very cold winter and I wasn't prepared for winter and didn't know that your car door could freeze and that there was ice on the ground and that you probably needed a pair of long johns and I, I didn't have coats or any type of shoes and just came as I as I was, you know, with my family. And so it's it been a, 25 years. Then yep, it's with, been over 25 years. Here uh -huh. with New Hope, so mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Yep, I was a little kid when I came. Now, I know you don't have much free time right now, nowadays. Yeah. You're building a house yeah. and doing some other things. But I'm just curious, like, when you do have free time, what do you like to do, like just uh, hobbies or? I, I love woodworking. Um, enjoy golf. I'm not any good at it, but I just love to get on the course <laughs> and just slow down, love walking. Um, I love antique he's pretty, shopping. He's pretty, you're pretty good at it, by the way. I, th oh, I think, yeah. of, course, oh gosh. of course, I'm so terrible. I think that's, a lot of people right. are pros around well, me. So, But just enjoy time with my wife. We love antique shopping and buying and selling stuff, and it's kind of fun. Well, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. now, now, do you have like quite a few antiques? What's like the oldest thing you've got, do you know? Wow. Oldest thing other than myself. Um, <laughs> we, we've got some stuff back in the 1800s, 1700s, and I've got a lot of old tools. Uh, and a lot of them I go through my hand. I don't, you know, a lot of times I'll buy to resell. And, you know, that's kind of how we got the kids kind of through college and, you know, stuff like that. So um, um, we've had a lot sold 10 times more than I own, you know. Now, you were. So, something you were you and I had talked about before, and I'm going to bring this out. Cause I don't know how many people actually know this. I mean, you were a pretty darn good athlete in oh, high gosh. school. Yeah, and the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> I mean, really, when I think about it, man, <laughs> you tell the, older, the stories. Back. Yeah, the stories get bigger and better. I mean, you yeah. played football, you played basketball. Yeah, I loved track, and I just I love sports. And my dad wasn't behind me; he never played any sports, and I got into it and. And just, uh, I love football, you know, and I had the opportunity to play young and early 
and um, and then I ended up playing some basketball, kind of as a walk-on at a small college, and uh, didn't know how to play hardly at all. But I could really jump and I could really run, and uh, they called me Van Van the Garbage Man. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like that's uh, a great nickname. Yeah, they make fun of me, but at the end of the game, somehow I would have got more buckets in than anyone else. You know, I just it looked ugly, jumped off the wrong foot. Didn't know what I was doing, but it was fun. Well, we need to bring that back, Van oh, Van yeah. the Garbage Man. I'll tell you what. I'm not yes. sure why, but it sounds funny. It's so. my nickname when I take out the trash today. So, <laughs> Hey, what is what has been like one of the biggest joys uh, just being a pastor, especially here at New Hope? I'll tell you the biggest thing to me is just relationships. Um, you know, being a Methodist preacher's son, we moved every four years and I had very shallow relationships and I personally didn't know how to take them to another level because four years you just start to mess up and then you reset and start all over again where no one knew you. But, uh, I have just loved, you know, the depth of relationships we found here in the Midwest and we've just loved the people. And, uh, that's where I feel like I'm such a rich individual, just relationships. I'm, I'm just blessed. You bet. Well, that's awesome. So I know that you have been very much part of the vision of multi-site, which is what we've been doing here for mm-hmm. the last three years or so, kind of branching out to Newton's campus, now getting ready to plant Shelbyville's campus. What exactly kind of spawned that? I mean, what what really did you hear from God that kind of said, well, hey, we need to be going that direction? It's been in my heart a long time. I, I you know, grew up in large towns in Florida, and then I had a business in Georgia. And when I was in Georgia, I had the opportunity to speak around in multiple counties, and I realized that there was a vast amount of people spread out in rural Georgia, in rural America. And I, I kept, and, and there was just, all the churches were just, you know, either weird or dead or dying. And I had the opportunity to speak at all those churches. So I saw that the American church in the rural environments, they were dying. Pastors that would go there either got in trouble or they were retiring or they were just passing through. And I, I kept thinking, how can you reach a large mass of area where there's a lot of people in rural America? And I used to draw a, a circle with these little dots going out, I would see this hub and I, I saw these churches connected somehow. And I kept seeing that for years and years. And, uh, and when I first heard of some multi-sites in cities, I'm thinking, would this ever work in rural America? And that's where we kind of stumbled into that. Uh, we talked about doing a church plant, but when I saw multi-sites, I knew that was it. Cause you could stack the deck. You could be, you know, way ahead by already having the vision, the leadership model in place. And so, um, we just kind of dove right in. We didn't know everything we were doing. Had A lot of us had done a lot of reading on it, and we kind of had streamlined the church to pull this off, and that's where we dove in, and I feel like there's a big future in that. There's a big mass of Southern Illinois that's wide open, with, that's, that's hungry. That's awesome. I think we can see that. You, know, mm-hmm. you uh, kind of differentiated what we're doing as a multi-site church versus what a church plant is. I think yep. a lot of people don't really understand that. Can you yep. kind of explain the difference? Well, there's a church planning move that's been out there for years. And usually a church plant consists of maybe a husband and wife, maybe one other couple. And they go into this community and from scratch, try to start a church. And, uh, and it's, pretty brutal. Most of them don't make it. Most of them don't last. And a lot of times those people leave ministry for good when they leave because it's uh, when you start a plant so often, you draw people in from other churches 
that believe, well, the church needs to be like this, or the church needs to be like this, or we need to do this style of music. We need to do this with children. We need to do this with outreach. And pretty soon you start out as a small church and you're spread real thin. Everyone has a different idea. Right. Where a multi-site, you come in and you already know this is our vision. This is who we are. And you not only know what you're going to do, but you also know that we can't do everything. So you limit what you can do and you do a few things well and you get an entire team together, sometimes of 40 or 50 people. And you, you already have a campus pastor in place. You look at getting a worship team, which is a big step. You try to get that in place and children and youth versus just going out there, slugging it off with five, 10, 15, 20 people. And um, it's, it's just pretty brutal when you look at the difference between uh, what happens with church plants and what happens with multi-sites. It tends to be kind of a cutting off too with church plants, doesn't there? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're on your own now. You're on your own. And multi-site, we never have that. It's never on your own. Right, We're always right. together mm-hmm. as one church. And it's sad because so often you see churches work with maybe a church plan and they just do it until one day it's just almost too sad to look at. It's too painful to look at. And, mm-hmm. and when that home church or those home churches that sponsor it look the other way, the church just dies. And it's... Uh, um, we've had some pastors through the years that have come here from church plants and they're just they, to get rebuilt or, you know, refine their faith. Cause it's a, it's a brutal time. And, uh, uh, and we see this, we see this with Paul, you know, as he's traveling around, you see how many people that he's, he says, and so-and-so says at the end of his letters, you see that he's not alone. You know, right, you think yeah. Paul and Silas, got a lot of fellow workers, yeah. a lot of them are with him. He moved with a pretty good sized team. And, uh, I think there's some wisdom to that. Well, that's awesome. And I'm just thrilled to see what's going to happen with Shelbyville as we start mm-hmm. to launch that and also just future projects. Who knows? Where Absol- take absolutely. It. Yep. So, Van, I got one last question. And you've been in the ministry a long time, just like I have. We, we've shared a lot of stories back and forth. Yep. And what's been interesting, and I think a lot would be interesting for the people, is you got to share at least one kind of funny, embarrassing moment, something that you've had over the years that just wow. strikes you like, well, that was funny. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Wow. I have so many of those. I think subconsciously. <laughs> you the, could write a book. Huh? Yeah. The worse they are, the more I try to forget them. At first, just sanity, you know, I just, there, there's a lot of them. Some, you know, you know, a lot can happen from the pulpit. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning the English language. And there's so many times I'll do a word that was okay in my day. It was okay. Right. I, I remember the one from Isaiah in the King James, it says, ho, everyone that thirsts this, come to the water. He that has no money, come by and eat. I said, I like that word, ho, let's say ho. And I got, say a ho over here and say ho over there. And the whole sound team's back there. Cut it. No, no What are you doing? What are you doing? You don't, you don't say ho nowadays. That, I think I did that with swingers. I said, hey, say you're a swinger. Yeah. I had no idea what a swinger was. And so I'm trying to learn the English language and it's changing as I go along. So I've had many moments. And now it is time for the two minute drill. Today features Pastor Van Brooks. And the time begins now. Favorite board game of all time? Monopoly. The thing you miss most about Florida? Fishing. Your wife's best dinner dish? All of the above. (laughs) You better say that. (laughs) Yeah, all of the above. It's all good. Your favorite Bible verse? Uh, he must increase and I must decrease. You know, For John the Baptist. John the Baptist, yep. Mexican, Chinese, or Italian food? If you had to pick one. Mm, Chinese. Okay. Which European country would you like to visit next? I'd like to go back to Ireland. 
Yeah, you loved Ireland, didn't I you? I loved Ireland. The best tool you own? A number one Stanley plane. Awesome. Would you rather compete in American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, or Shark Tank? Wow. Uh, I would love to dance if I could. Really? Yeah. That would be so I, cool. I have a dream that I could really have We should do a New dance. Hope Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I can't dance at all. I just <laughs> That's just a dream. Who was the president when you were born? My, oh, my. Um, Johnson, maybe? Johnson. Or no, before Eisenhower. 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 I never met okay. him. I never met him. In the 50s. 57. Yeah. Okay. Someone can Dwight correct D. Eisenhower. Yeah. Longest golf drive from the tee you've ever had? Mm. Pretty far. I hit it in the back of a pickup truck that was going down the road. <laughs> Two, three miles. It was, <laughs> a, loon, it was a lunar range. shot. It was a lunar shot. <laughs> Would you rather explore Mount Everest, the moon, or the deepest parts of the ocean? Mount Everest, the moon. The deepest parts of the ocean. Um, uh, really, none of the above. I'm not really. You don't want to do know, any of that. No, I. You know, because they people have always died. What would you want to explore? Anything? Um, I, I wouldn't mind going down in the water if it was a good submarine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. A little bit. Of, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe 15, 20 feet. Rather watch a John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, or Jimmy Stewart movie. I love Jimmy Stewart. There you go. Now I'm going to do a free association, which means I'm just going to fire one term after the other, and you can only give me a one-word response and reaction. Okay. Ready? Your dog, Nolan. Incredible. Preaching on a Sunday morning. Fun. Donald Trump. Interesting. Ping pong. Love it. Alligators. Stay back. Number one thing your parents taught you. Truthfulness. Boiled peanuts. They're great. Great. <laughs> and New Hope Church. Awesome. There you go. Uh, hey, you did good, Van. Hey, thank you. You know, that's pretty good. Usually I come up with incredible responses <laughs> three days later. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I should have said that. So th- I, after you think about it for quite oh, yeah, a while. Now, yeah, wait a minute. Why yeah. didn't I say that? I, I have great that. rebuttals, but they're usually at least three days away. You know? so. <laughs> well, that was two-minute drill with... Pastor Van Brooks, PV, thanks. Hey, thank you. Buckle a seatbelt on your ears because they are about to go on the ride of their life. It is time for Stuff with Tyler. Hey, stuffers. Welcome back to Stuff with Tyler. It's the part of the show where I tell you some stuff. I had no stuffers come up to me on Sunday like you told them to do. What? Um, And let me know they're stuffers. So I'm, I'm starting to think that there are exactly zero stuffers. You know, all your stuffers are in St. Kitts. <laughs> oh, those four <laughs> listens are from stuffers. Um, so this might be the last week of Stuff with Tyler. No. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think we should, We should. I don't know, decide or make decisions based on just whatever, you know, what people don't do. I mean, should we? I feel like, aren't we supposed to form our lives around the opinions of others? Oh, well, you got a good point there. <laughs> Please, please, people, please like Tyler. No, it's fine. Please come if, and tell him how much you like if him. If anything, that you're a stuffer. All I needed was the stuffers needs, out there. He needs to, the affirmation. <laughs> all I needed was for New Hope Underground listeners to go and subscribe to YouTube, and they did it. We're at like 107 subscribers yeah. or something like that. So we are officially youtube.com slash new hope church cc yes so yeah to, I, I add some applause there you're clapping but yeah you can yeah throw that's fantastic applause. so yeah you can go to youtube.com slash new hope church now this podcast has something to do with that now come on 100 100 yeah people are listening people are going so on that's YouTube some affirmation for you yeah i'll take that over 
stuffers coming up and talking to me any day. So anyway, welcome to Stuff with Tyler. There are a few things. Call our voicemail for crying out loud and say you're a stuffer. 812-783-0373. It's just an answering machine, 812-783-0373, and say, I'm a stuffer. Wow, thank Help you. Help Tyler out. Thank I mean, you so much. Grief. Guys, I'm really struggling, and I just need this. So. <laughs> I might even call. You're, all it is is voicemails <laughs> with you having different accents. Yes, um, if that's what it takes. Okay, well, there's a few things coming up around New Hope that I wanted to let everyone know about. We already talked a little bit about this at the top of the show, but Gym Class, our new series that we're doing right now um, through the Book of James, has a few other elements to it that we don't do traditionally with every series. And that is a 40-day devotional that takes place Monday through Friday for all eight weeks of the series, written by our very own Darren Hansen. Um, oh, we didn't have to say that, but oh, thanks. Sorry. But I, it's yeah. been tough, man. Writing a devotional that, they're, is not as easy as I thought. Yeah, then there's so much to it. There's yeah. like four different elements in each <laughs> devotional, and there's we, every day of the week. So Yeah, I just hope people use it. That's yeah. the point. And so you can access that devotional and go through that every day of the week through the next eight weeks. You can also listen to a podcast that takes place on our New Hope podcast once a week with Darren and Tyler diving deeper into James. Um, And you can also watch the sermon. And something really cool that we didn't even know we were doing until recently was um, New Hope Worship is actually writing songs and recording songs to go along with the book of James that every week. It's so of cool. It's so cool. And so, yeah, Lucas, uh, he sent me the, the MP3 so I could put it on the website. And it's so good. And it's like just totally like spirit led. And they're just doing it. Songs to, written by our people for our people about the book of James. Yeah. So that's on there, too. So you can go to newhopechurch.cc slash gym class. That's newhopechurch.cc slash J-I-M-C-L-A-S-S. Um, and you can access the sermon video the podcast, the devotional, and the songs by New Hope Worship, and they'll be updated. We every need to week. throw the bumper up there too. We do, just because you know. Oh my gosh, Jim I'm sure Carroll. there's a clamoring for. Yeah, that. I didn't hear because he had told us that his wife didn't know that he was in that bumper video that he was doing that. Did you talk to her? I talked to her, and she told me. I said, "When did you first know it was him?" Yeah, and she said, "The afro." Really? <laughs> I'm like the, afro. He doesn't have an the afro. One part she goes, not him. I think it was his afro, and he looked at her and said, "That wasn't my afro." <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible so i just love that he like kept that a secret until that sunday where she could watch it and find out but huge shout out to jim carroll for doing that so yeah um gym class newhopechurch.cc slash gym class um where you can access all of that and follow along for the next eight weeks um there's other couple other things coming up one is uh our new hope shelbyville teams that are kind of helping build up the church in the shelbyville community have another outreach event coming up we had um the not so late show uh with darren and tyler that they helped put on a few months back well coming up in june on june 23rd we have new hope shelbyville's party at the park yeah it's from 4 to 8 p.m on june 23rd at the shelbyville aquatic center there's going to be free pit boss barbecue which i've heard is incredible Yes. I don't know. Have you had it? No, but I've heard about You've it. You've heard it's incredible. I mean, I've heard it's incredible. And it's Same thing. free. So even if it yeah. wasn't that great, free barbecue is always incredible. So there's free pit boss barbecue, free swimming um, at the Shelbyville Aquatic Center Pavilion and pool. Pig pool party. Peas. I just yeah. sum it up right there. Peas for days. At the park. <laughs> at the park. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a pea element to all this. Um, anyway, so yeah, you should go to that in Shelbyville at the Aquatic Center um, on June 23rd from 4 to 8 p.m. Um, even if you don't necessarily live in Shelbyville, uh, maybe you're just a part of New Hope and you want to go and kind of support that and be a part of that, um, it would be really cool to just fill up the place and 
just show everyone that New Hope loves Shelbyville as much as Shelbyville as much as we do. So hey, Shelbyville, New Hope people, this is a call out to you. Yes, not just to come, but to bring friends. Yes, who don't go to church. Yeah, you can That's go to New Hope Church, so. NewHopeChurch.cc/party. Made it super easy. Don't don't have to type in at the park. Just slash party. And you can download invites that you can share on social media with friends. And that's where you can point people to to learn all about it. So be a part of that. Um, And then one other thing, we have Promotion Sunday coming up at um, all of our campuses on Sunday, June 2nd. Uh, That's a couple weeks from now when we're recording this. Um, And so whatever grade level you're going into in the fall, that is the ministry that you're going to enter on Sunday, June 2nd. So if you are going in, if your child is going into kindergarten, or maybe you're a kindergartner listening to this and you're going into kindergarten, um, you will go downstairs um, to our ministry in New Hope Kids that has kindergartners in it. And so you should receive communication about that from your team leaders. Um, and if you don't, just make sure to reach out to us so that we can update your contact information. But that's a super cool thing where you can start to move into that ministry that houses the grade you'll be in this fall. So make sure you're ready for that. One other thing that I saw online that I thought I'd share with you. Um, have you ever uh, have you ever read the Babylon Bee? Yes. The, yeah, it's kind of a parody. It's like the satire Christian. Yeah, it's a Christian parody newspaper. What I love what I love about it is when people share articles from it on Facebook and people comment not knowing that they're fake articles that they're like <laughs> meant to be funny and they like take or them take really it seriously. Real seriously. Yeah. Well, there was one that I just read that I thought was really funny and it was called Sheltered Atheist Kid Not Allowed to Watch Veggie Tales. <laughs> and, and the article is so funny because it's all like it's like completely flips the whole idea of like as as Christians we weren't allowed to watch certain things as kids because sure. they were bad influences. We shelter our kids. So I'm gonna read just a couple pieces from it because it's really funny. Local boy Richard Hampton's parents are atheists and they've been trying to raise him right. They take him to all the weekly atheist meetings, make sure he only listens to good secular music like Bad Religion and John Lennon, and homeschool him to keep him from learning anything about God or the Bible from Christians he might meet in school. They've also banned him from watching Christian shows like VeggieTales. Here's a quote. We don't want him to be exposed to any bad influences, his atheist mother explained. Those talking vegetables espouse values that are out of step with ours, like an absolute morality that insists on treating others with kindness and forgiving each other. They even reenact Bible stories. I don't know how any good parent in good conscience can let that filth into their home. Those talking vegetables... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it's great. It's, it's about what do they what do they say? It's about seeing um, values that are out of step with ours, like absolute morality. Then just on treating others with kindness. So people took it seriously. Yeah, there's. Pe- I just I saw it shared, and people were like, "What is this world coming to? Where oh, where my. an atheist child can't, or, or a child can't watch vegetables?" <laughs> <laughs> but then I think about my childhood, where I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers because you know that stuff's not right, but. You- it's, it's amazing that stuff that we take for granted. Like I was watching, it was, I think it's an old, old sketch where they used commercial. It was like a cereal commercial, and the kids yeah. were sitting at the table eating, and then the cartoon character in the box jumps out and starts talking to him. They just start <laughs> screaming and running. <laughs> Is this what your reaction would be right. to a talking cartoon character or talking vegetable? Your real reaction would be what? <laughs> <laughs> running down the hallway. That's so great. <laughs> anyway, I thought that article was funny from the Babylon Bee and just wanted to share some of it and stuff with Tyler. Well, that's great. Yeah. Stuff with Tyler, episode seven. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I can't believe we're wrapping up another episode. Our best one yet. It's always the best one yet. <laughs>
That's exactly I right. I can't remember if I say that every time or just some of the times, <laughs> but this was our best for sure. Hey, we need to we need to uh, give some shout outs. Yes, shout outs. Just talking to you about things that we see behind the scenes, people doing cool things. Yeah, you the, have a shout out. The coolest thing happened for me from a New Hope person. Sweet. I don't know who it was, but um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Wendy's in Effingham. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, quite who, familiar. <laughs> I haven't been as much since I've been trying to lose weight, but yeah. I, I, yeah. You had a membership card for a while, right? Yeah, yeah you're not kidding. Yeah, I, I do. In fact, so. my middle name is Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Anyway, um, yes, I was at Wendy's going through the drive-thru, and when you leave that drive-thru, if you want to just go straight and get back out onto Keller, it's kind of hard because there's always traffic trying to turn right there, so they're always slowing down. And there's always a anyway. It's tough. It's hard to get out of there. Not as bad as Taco Bell exit, but it's tough. Yes, Taco Bell turning left, especially. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You, you might as well forget it. Yeah, just don't even go to Taco Bell at that point. You know. Well, I was at Wendy's and I was trying to get out, and somebody let me out, and I needed to get a couple lanes over, and so I got a couple lanes over, and then they go by me to turn right, and they have a New Hope sticker on the back of their car. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I don't know if they, I don't know if they saw me and they're like that guy goes to New Hope, or if they were just being, being nice. nice people but thank you car with new hope sticker for letting me out of the wendy's drive-thru so if you remember letting somebody out you're listening to our voice yeah you're letting somebody out of the wendy's drive-thru it was it was tyler yokum yeah so maybe you're listening to this and you're there at that same intersection again go ahead and let them out because it's a very nice thing to do now that's what i call laying up treasures in heaven (laughs) god will recount that moment for you Um, i got a couple general general well one general shout out shout out and that is um, there, there's, I know for a fact that there are people going through some hard times, friends of mine and other friends who are coming alongside of them and just counseling with them or just loving yeah. on them and letting them know that they're cared for. It's just really, really cool That's awesome. to see that. That it's not just like staff at church helping people. It's, it's we're all helping it's the church be in the church. We're all the church. Yeah. You know? And that's really cool. Another shout out I want to give is to, uh, Tim O'Connell cause I was hanging out with him Saturday and we went to the Mexican place over there in Shelbyville. Yeah. And we went outside cause we thought it'd be, it was nice out. We wanted to eat and they have those umbrella tables. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we sat down, we started talking and then the wind came and took the umbrella straight in the air. Oh no. Like, like probably 10 feet in the oh air. Oh my gosh. And I reached up and I caught it. But when I was focusing on that, the whole, the whole salsa bowl just went flying. No. And it went all over me and over the my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, Tim and I had a great time because I was in the bathroom, like, cleaning off. And some <laughs> other guy walks in there and he kind of looks at me. And I'm like, salsa shower. You understand. <laughs> he had salsa all <laughs> over him, too. No, he, like, <laughs> he had a, he shouldn't have been sitting outside. Yeah, there's like three guys walking in. Yeah, so Tim, Tim was real cool about that, oh, helping nice. me out. So well, anyway, thanks, Tim. Nothing like a salsa shower. Yeah, get you going. It's a good, good weekday activity. We would love to hear from you, telling us about things that you notice that people do. This is a great opportunity to shout out your wife or your husband and get some points there. So you could do that. So please call our hotline eight one two seven eight three zero three seven three and tell us about the person who lets you out of the drive through or. Or tell us something that you just noticed somebody's doing for somebody else for the sake of Jesus. Yeah. And we need, we need, we need to be encouraged by these shout outs. So give somebody a shout out, will you? We'll play it right here on the air. Yes. New Hope Underground. This has been episode seven. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Darren.